Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. I'm back. Happy Friday, y'all. He's back. Um, how was your birthday? How does it feel to be 30, Megan Murray? Well, um, I feel old. Uh, all of a sudden, I have a creaky knee and acid reflux, so like all overnight. Welcome to it, baby. <laughs> Big things popping. What can I say? Like, but I got plenty of relaxation, uh, equal amounts of littiness. It was quite enjoyable. I'm I'm happy for that. All the vitamin D. Suppose you know if oh yeah, my tan doesn't wash off in the shower anymore, so that's exciting. I feel like that's an upgrade. Like you may have downgraded in the the creaky knee department. But, you know, you upgraded in other areas of your life. And so, like, that's it, – it negates itself. It's fine. Yeah. I don't have to fake tan for, like, a while now. That – the precious Irish skin caught a couple rays. So. See, I'm – I, too, am Irish. And I used to tan pretty well when I was younger. I don't know what happened. Come, like, 25, my skin was like, LOL, you're pasty now. And – this is your life now. This is who you are. Enjoy it. And I was like, I'm sorry. I used to be able to go out into the sun and like not really worry about like sunscreen or whatever. Like, sorry guys. Like that was a thing when I was younger. And I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, even if I get a little burnt, like it'll just turn into tan. Like now it's like, <laughs> like if you, if you get any color, um, it's going to be red and you're going to peel and you're going to look ridiculous. And that's where we are now. So always wear your sunscreen, folks. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad that you survived 30 and you are in the club now. Um, I have to say- I'm still waiting on my membership card. Yeah, I haven't gotten mine yet either. I feel like it's delayed because of COVID, but you know, that's, that's what they all say. Um, Everything's I, delayed because of COVID. <laughs> it's, you're not wrong. <laughs> the best excuse. Truly, I'm like, well- any, any excuse, like, well, COVID, like, it's, I'm sorry, like, it's taking me longer to get things done because of COVID. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, just go with it. COVID's stalling everything. Like, don't you know? Don't ask questions. Um, yeah, just no. Just accept it. I sleep with a heating pad now every night because, like, I'm apparently, like, 30 going on 100. So, it's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Happens overnight. Happens overnight. It does. It does. Um, so... Lots to talk about. We got a chance to chat with Johnny Matches, Johnny Mashoda with The Athletic on Monday. It was fun catching up with him and just hearing 
about what training camp has been like in this new under a new regime and in a new era of COVID, um, COVID times. I think another thing that we didn't really touch on with John um, that I feel like is playing a big factor in the new normal that our world is in today. And I know you and I discuss it a lot, but obviously there's um, the social injustice that is, is again, I will say this over and over again, it's not new, but it is now being at least brought more to the forefront of our conversations about time and i think that at least in some areas there is slow progress and it's being addressed i won't even begin to say it's being fully addressed but um at the very least it's more so top of mind than i think it has been in the past yeah i mean for a lot of folks um myself included, it could be really easy to ignore. Even after everything um, happened with George Floyd, everyone was fired up there for a hot second. And then it just kind of tapered off because life goes on. But um, then it happens again and it will happen again and it will remind you again. And it's now I feel like players that are affected and a lot of folks that are affected um are like taking time to like pause the world and make people actually pay attention to it so that's what's been happening this week yeah so um obviously the news coming out of wisconsin with jacob blake um who you know they again you mentioned it's another instance that an incident that um at the very least was caught on camera and um so our world is grappling with that and I think you've seen in the past um, the whole concept of kneeling during the anthem or if they were, you know, writing, you know, messages of social injustice on like whether it's the the pitching mound or on the back of their warm-up shirts or whatever it may be. Um, But this week we saw athletes across the board um, do something that they – haven't done before which was completely stop the game completely stop any semblance of action and in essence um force people to recognize and look at the facts of what's going on in the world right now and the fact that it's not okay um you saw this week obviously the nba playoffs are going on Milwaukee, um, they they decided to boycott the game entirely, and that had a ripple effect. Um, they they boycotted it was game five. It's not just any game. First of all, it's game it's five the playoffs. In, yeah, in the first round of the NBA playoffs, and I think from a magnitude perspective, that's pretty massive from a team's perspective. But also just in general, if you want to take a you take a step back and look at the environment of the world right now. You know, when you're in the middle of a pandemic and you haven't had any semblance of action for months on end from the sports world and you get the NBA playoffs back and then they, the, the team says, we're not playing because of this social injustice and we want you to pay attention. That gets your attention. That gets my attention. 
I, my attention. I think has- every single person was talking about that, whether it was get off my lawn. I don't watch the NBA anyways, which like, thanks. We don't care. Um, but also just a lot of people that did take notice that kind of halted their, their plans and, uh, their escape for the day. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we, we have, we have Cowboys ties this, I assure you, not that I need an excuse, um, for talking about this because this matters as it is. Um, but I just, I, I don't, I was talking to a friend who, who was, who used to play in the league and, you know, he said to me, you know, I listened when we were doing things like, again, like the demonstrations and things like that, but to have a complete halt, this to me truly feels like a really big catalyst for change. Um, it, it was just, it was just a different magnitude of action that I think that these athletes have decided to use their platforms for. Um, and it's, it's, it's very interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, they're still the, they're still not playing right now. Um, so it's kind of a freeze on the NBA playoffs. And I, I can say this, I don't think anyone was expecting this. I don't think the league was expecting this. Um, you know, I, I think this kind of came out of the blue, um, which again, like whether or not you agree with it, I think you have to give kudos to the team themselves for coming together and opting to use their platform for something bigger than themselves and also doing so in a manner where they, they at least from the outside looking in were united. Um, they came out about 12 hours later and had a full-blown statement. So it wasn't just like an act. It was also them with a statement of action items and that, that they want to see followed up from their demonstrated behaviors um, in response to, you know, what's going on in the world today. Um, so. Yeah. And you saw that across the WNBA, the MLS, the MLB, um, not the NHL as of yet, but um yeah, I mean, every, everyone's kind of stopping and taking a beat to really, um, like, bring this to the forefront. Yeah, it's not just it's not just the NBA. Sure, it they may have served as the catalyst, but Green Bay didn't have Green Bay Packers didn't have a practice, and I first was seeing how it was a regional. It seemed to be more regional, which again makes sense. Detroit Lions didn't have a practice, but then you know the Ravens came out. They didn't have a practice. FC Dallas. Um, didn't have didn't play a game. They didn't play their game. Um, and I uh, the Rangers aren't playing either, but that was Oakland's doing. Yeah. So again, like this is bigger than just it affects this specific community, and therefore the local teams in the area are going to respond because obviously they're part of the community. Like this is all athletes across the board are saying enough is enough. I think there was a quote that I saw. That was, um, and I don't know if it's a direct quote or not, but it, it it was at least insinuating like this is what their message was with the behavior, with their actions, and saying we're not here just for your entertainment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a really interesting time. Um, I mean, these are still human beings that like are, are affected by this, just like anybody else. Like as soon as they take their uniform off. Uh, 
the same thing can happen to them. One of the Bucks players has been beat by a cop before. Like, it's not just something you can, you can't, like, when you take off your uniform, you can't take off your skin. You can't stop being who you are. Yeah. I and, yeah, yeah, I mean, essentially that was my point, but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a, it's a well-founded point, and that's exactly what you're saying. Like, I, um, if you guys haven't watched Doc Rivers, um, first of all, he's just incredible. I mean, he's one of the easily the most respected coaches of all time. <laughs> I would even go as far, you know, he's just, he's incredible. Um, and he spoke after the game the other night, two days ago. And mind you, he says all of this from the perspective of a man whose father actually was a cop. Um, so it's, it's, you know, he's, he's a black man. Um, and he's speaking from his living perspective, but also someone whose who's family has ties to this industry that um, is, you know, is facing a lot of, a lot of questions as to the behaviors that we're seeing coming out of it. Um, I just, I wanted to read this one quote though, because this is the one that just really got to me. Um, and he said, it's amazing to me why we keep loving this country and this country does not love us back. And he said, it's really so sad because I should just be a coach. And it's so often that I'm reminded of my color. And I mean, I'm like, I like took, I'm actually like choking up a little, like just thinking about that. Like I look at myself and I just live this, like, you know, I just live this privileged life, you know, like I, I didn't choose to look how I look, but neither did he. And yet for whatever reason, I automatically have things easier just innately because of the color of my skin. And if, anyone fails to see that based off of the occurrences in 2020, then you just don't want to listen. You just don't want to see it. And I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's time. And I, I don't you certainly have to try hard not to see it right now. Yeah. Um, so Mike McCarthy, of course, was asked um, his thoughts because Again, this extended beyond just the NBA, extended beyond Wisconsin. Obviously, he had ties to there. You saw the Ravens. They actually came out um, this week, and they stopped their practices. And they were pretty bold. I mean, bold is the wrong – bold is not the wrong word. It's, it, I, mean, I mean that in the best way. Like, this is – they were – they acted appropriately how they decided they wanted to act together. They came together as a team, and they didn't have practice, and they sent out a pretty strong statement um, that – condemned the racial discriminations that they're seeing in America and gave tangible action items as to what they want to see happen and how they think things can be improved. Um, I think that it, that those types of public statements have been a rarity um, from like a team perspective in my personal experience um, in years past. And I think gone are the days of those types of things. So of course, you know, this is something that a lot of people are monitoring. Are all teams going to stop practicing? Are they going to, you know, sit out games? Like, what is this going to look like? So that, you know, the reporters had to ask the Cowboys. Um, they talked to Mike McCarthy. 
and uh, I'll read you. I'll read you his quote and what he said because I just I think it was pretty poignant as well. He said, "The term I struggle with right now is we all feel sports is a great escape for tough times in our society. It's supposed to be the entertainment, but you can't escape what's going on right now. We've got major, major challenges in our society that need to be addressed, and the best way to get there. What's the answer? It's not going to happen overnight, but I think this energy and this focus needs to definitely be pointed to the challenges in front of us. Um, so." not again i think it um i liked his point where he said it's uh, our sports is supposed to be a great escape but you can't escape what's going on right now i think that's the, the that's one of the best points i've i've heard or the best ways i've heard on dis- describing it yeah absolutely he uh i mean this is probably the most candid we have ever heard it we've heard a coach talk in a while at least as a Cowboys coach. Um, So to hear him, he didn't shy away from any of the questions, um, but he did like reiterate that he hadn't had a conversation with the players yet as this was like, what, at seven in the morning? Yeah. So um, they hadn't had had the time to talk as a team. So he couldn't go into too much detail about what their plans were. Um, and they did end up practicing today, which is fine. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, I think, um, I, we, we heard from Leighton Vander Esch and he kind of touched on it in his press conference that he had. And he said, you know, listen, we're coming together as a team. We haven't had the chance to talk to each other completely. And we want to make sure that whatever decisions and actions that we make and we take are going to be decided as a whole. Um, and I respect that. I really do. I respect that. Like, I think that again, like this is a very, very, um, it's a very sensitive subject. And as an organization, as a football team, there are people that are directly impacted by the differences in, in, in treatment in America. And there are those that aren't. And I think it's, it's part of their, I guess like they're almost like their brotherhood, if you will, where they're coming together and saying like, Hey, like, like we want to hear like what's going on in your world. How can we help? But also what can we do to be productive and how are we going to address this and how are we going to publicly um, take what, what we're discussing here in this locker room and communicate it externally and what pieces do we actually want to communicate externally? Um, right. And just kind of, again, listening, I don't think they, they weren't together really too much um at the beginning of everything this year um they'll probably you know have the conversations about how it affects people personally in their lives and then that's um something that they'll use to decide what they're going to end up doing so uh, there Layton uh did mention that their locker room is special and that his plans when they uh, were to meet later in the day that he was um, going to listen to everyone's experience and really, uh, really open his ears. So we'll see what they end up deciding as a team. Yeah. I um I know Tyron Smith had his press conference and he said that they, they're going to end up practicing. Um, I mean, again, like we, we, we heard this, a couple weeks ago from Jerry himself. And I think he preached the concept of grace and, and 
how this really is obviously a very sensitive subject and they want to make sure that they respectfully address this and listen and act in the most productive way possible that they as a as an entire organization see fit and so i think they're trying to figure it out um i give a lot of props again to organizations that have acted and you know are acting like the ravens i think that's really cool again whether or not you agree with what they did you have to respect the fact that they came together and acted as one and and made all these decisions and had tangible action items as to what they wanted to see coming out of it they did it in like 10 hours like i was looking at the twitter timestamps. i was like yeah like 10 there hours. was like rumblings of it and then all of a sudden i was like oh we're not playing our playoff game tonight what <laughs> right like so i think i think this team i am sure they are addressing it extensively internally i have to imagine um, I don't know what their plans are going to be externally. If I know, well, no, yeah, go. Uh, oh yeah. No, I was going to say, I know the, um, the subject was already, um, they were already planning to broach it. At least, uh, Don Tari Poe had said, um, uh, for we for God, I guess the beginning it feels like weeks. I don't think it's been that long. But at the beginning of training camp, he mentioned that he plans to kneel. Um, and Jerry said that they were going to have a one-on-one -on -one and talk about that. Now it kind of takes on a whole um, a, a whole different thing because I believe he was the only one who outwardly had said that um, so far. So uh, I don't think Jerry's going to have one-on-ones with everybody, maybe just a team on-one team on and then – Hopefully he'll uh, still Don Tari will still get to at least uh, have his time to talk to his new owner. But yeah, yeah, owner, GM, everything, all of the above. <laughs> A D, all of the above. <laughs> A D, all of the above. That was always my least favorite question. Like whenever, whenever a professor would put D, all of the above, I'm like, wait. And then it's like two out of the three are pretty close and you're like, so it has to be. And you're like, but is it actually? That always threw me off every time. I hate trick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's usually the answer, so. I know. And whenever there's option D, I'm clicking it. Trust, best yeah. believe. Best believe that's going on my Scantron. <laughs> RIP, are Scantrons even a thing anymore? I have to know. Uh, I used a Scantron for like real estate classes, but you're the one who's like in, in, uh, business school and such right now so yeah we don't have those we i take all just my online classes. yeah we just take it through like an online portal and i submit myself they're like they they make you do like an honor code thing which you know can like again kudos to them because i i am sure i can imagine it would not be difficult to like you know figure out ways beyond that i am not because I'm a goody two-shoes, good kid, kid <laughs> was raised right. You're not a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. I am not a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, I have to say. Um, I, I think, like, I have this major guilt complex <laughs> if I did. I've never actually ever, full disclosure, uh, I've never cheated in my entire life, ever. Like, not even on, like, any simple quiz. I was, like, so terrified of getting caught. <laughs> I guess I was just I was so innocent looking that I just like didn't worry about it because I did all the time. 
I was always like a teacher's pet and I always cheated, but they never caught me. Or if they did, they ignored it. I don't know. That's funny. Meg, I would never have guessed. I would never have guessed. I mean, I did my own studying. It was like maybe one or two questions here or there, you know, yeah. a little collaborative situation. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, anyways, so just to tie a bow on that, I think that there's a lot going on in our world right now. Um, I think, you know, at the, at the very least, if you haven't already started to just take heed and, and, and open your eyes, open your ears and open your heart to the possibility of looking at life from someone else's perspective. Um, I think that, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing how it's, impacting people. And I think that, um, yeah, I mean, it's, oh, I, I guess also it's four, it's, it's four years ago. It was four years to the day when, um, Kaepernick took a knee that the NBA announced its lockout or the, the, or the, I'm sorry, the NBA boycotted, um, the playoff games. So I, I guess I, I say all this that, um, I think listening is really important. I think conversations, um, uncomfortable ones are going to be a big part of moving forward. I personally don't have all the answers. I'm not going to, I think if you follow me anywhere, you know my thoughts and you know the things that I think are important to help move forward. I think that I'm still learning. I know, you know, um, Meg and I both, that's why um, we, we, we try to have these conversations and we are going to talk about these tough topics on our show because it's important. Um, so yeah, I think that hopefully that you try to become as much of a student of positive change as possible. And I think that's the only way we can kind of go up from here. We're living in a history book, y'all. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Um, so practice will be happening from what I hear for the Cowboys. So, um, we'll see that. I did want to note too. I mean, I, I know obviously we've had some I, – I would love to hear just you, Meg, if you have any like just random like nuggets or observations, like things that have been on top of mind for you with uh, Cowboys and training camp this week. One thing that I did notice too is um, the Eagles. Things are uh, – yeah, <laughs> Philly for never. Um, <laughs> the Eagles are having a bit of a time right now. So the season obviously has not even started yet and they have already lost their two. They've got like lost two starters on the offensive line. Uh, Eagles left tackle Andre Dillard tore his bicep at practice. Um, who else? There's another, like another person too. Like they're just, that's, I, I'm not going to be happy or ever nope. uh, celebrate an injury. But if I, from a purely from a matchup perspective, and granted, they still have Jason Peters, but he's, I think that they're going to have to figure out if he's going to do um, guard or they lost their left tackle, their left tackle, which we know that had the importance of that. So I think they might even do like a swing position because they lost a guard as well. So I say all this because purely from a matchup perspective, if I'm the Eagles, I'm scared because not only 
obviously that's important protecting your quarterback and you have a bit of a fragile quarterback um, and on the left side, nonetheless. Uh, but that line's coming and they ain't backing down. Yo, you mean you mentioned the people that you're excited about from a Cowboys perspective. And I know it's very pass rush heavy, pass rush heavy and against a weak O-line that doesn't feel like a recipe for success for our friends in green. I have to say, um, yeah, I definitely uh, like to reiterate, never want to celebrate an injury. However, I'd rather have all of our best versus all of their best, but I mean, here we come. (laughs) Here we come. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The bird gauntlet. We will have to, uh, we'll have to kind of take a look around the league. I have to, at least at least our division and see like how that's playing out because man, I just saw that and I was like, dang, I mean, that's significant. Like I, I, it's the one part of training camp I haven't missed is the really sad season ending injuries before they even happened. And you're like, Oh my God, that guy had so much potential. Like blah, blah, blah. It's horrible. Yeah, or one from last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like didn't miss that. I have to say, um, but the Eagles it's are the been ones. seven days since our last accident. Yeah, let's More keep it that way. Still, um, but that was one that stood out to me the most. Um, so, I guess. Yeah, honestly, I should probably pay a little more attention to uh, around at least our uh, friends that we're going to see twice this year. Yeah. Um, can't say I have. Maybe we should uh, see if someone wants to come give us the skinny. Well, we do have an Eags friend, so I already got the AOK from one of those homies. So we got one of the – yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. And we'll check in with the Washington – Behind enemy lines. Yeah, behind enemy lines, Washington football team. So you guys start getting questions together on kind of like stuff you want us to ask them. Um, Even, you know, make us put them on the spot because, you know, we're not above it. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) Um, But as far as stuff that I've noticed from the – Cowboys this week um really just I think the standouts have all been on defense from what I what I've noticed um and just that let's see Trayvon Diggs had an interception and he swatted a pass from Gallup so that was exciting yay and then um it looks like our well Cheeto was doing well, and I got two sacks. Love to see um, that. You saw. You Reg- love to see it. Reggie taking um, some snaps over at safety. That position flex that Jerry mentioned right after he was drafted. We knew that was going to happen. So, again, that seems like a step in the right direction. I also saw that Darian Thompson was kind of uh, outshining HaHa Clinton Dix over there as well. That's an interesting situation. I feel like you're seeing a lot of that actually, um, where I don't think people are as high on haha as, uh, he just needs to run. Like there's a bear behind him. Do we need to bring a bear to practice? <laughs> because we will. If someone did that one day. That would be great. I'll dress up. If we weren't <laughs> in quarantines, best believe my ass would be showing up to practice in a bear costume real quick. I'd probably get arrested. Like, what would happen if you tried to break into practice right now? You would surely – Nothing good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, yeah, no, I've heard that too, and I was – I'm actually – it is surprised me, I have to say, and I'm kind of sad about it. But, yeah, no, I think that there are a lot of good things. I, I, I personally was 
keying in on the Reggie move. Greg Zerline, Greg the leg. Greg the leg, baby. 24-24, you love to see it. Am I going to buy – is this the year where I buy a kicker's jersey? Is that what – is that what There's I'm no doing? chance. You're right. Um, he, will, he will disappoint you at some <laughs> Literally, you know what? The moment I buy a kicker's jersey that's not Dan Bailey, you need to, like, do, like, the whole, like, blink twice if you need help. Like, that's – it's <laughs> one of those situations for sure. Like, that's a cry for help, just so we're clear. So you all are yeah, aligned. In not that. a kicker gal over there. Not a kicker gal. <laughs> so horrible uh, yeah no and then of course like obviously cd lamb like everyone's super pumped on him like i think i saw uh dave it was dave and mishota were all hype on how he looks like he doesn't look any different than amari and, and michael gallup like he doesn't look like he has like a learning curve like he's like you would never know. Getting right in. Yeah, like i think i think dave his exact line was like you would never know that he's a rookie Besides the fact that he doesn't have a star on his helmet because they have to do the whole earn the star situation. So that's exciting. Again, not that we're shocked by that, but I'm still going to celebrate it, okay? And the tackles practice together for the first time. Oh. I was unaware of that. Oh, line, baby. We're back. We back. We out here. We out here. Don't sleep on Joe Loons. Um, chill out on the Tyler Biotch is another, another storyline I'm hearing. Um, so <laughs> he'll get there eventually, but he's a rookie. Let it happen. Just give yeah. him some time. Like we ain't worried. So again, it's like, don't sleep on Gallup and don't sleep on Looney are the two ones that I, I, I've heard about in the last like, yep. so, um, we're going to gallop into the end zone. Oh, mark my words. That's not nice, but I love saying it. <laughs> yeah. I like that too. Um, well, cool. Well, again, you know, obviously that's going on in the world right now. We had to talk about it. That's what we do. We know. And know. a little random word vomit about practice. Yeah. Like, again, this is a very Megan Kelsey conversation. So you're welcome to it. Um, <laughs> glad you guys joined us today. It was fun per usual. Again, um, you know, listen, like it's, I hope you guys, um, again, like I just, I hope you guys just take, take note of what's going on in the world right now. I hope you guys listen to what people are saying. I hope you listen to people that don't share the same views as you, as I am also trying to do. Um, and I hope that, you know, I think that's kind of how we, we begin and continue to move forward. And so, um, just because it's not popular and not, not sexy to, to post something about it on your profile because something didn't happen in that instance alone doesn't mean we should be continuing to push for, um, improvement. So I'd also make that note as well. Um, and yeah, thanks for, thanks for just being an awesome group of people like we appreciate we don't take it for granted that you guys give us a microphone and let us have these types of conversations with you in in sickness and in health and good times and in bad um so yeah like that's i think that's pretty i think that's pretty cool um we are back on monday we are back on monday girls talking boys you know where to find us plug in the boys channels but if you want to hang out with us in between now and then you can find my lovely co-host, newly 30-year-old Megan Murray on Twitter at Meg Murray with four R's. Someone said I should add a fifth one because I'm old now. I was like, like hmm. Yeah, I feel like you should take offense to that. I'm not going to lie. A thought. <laughs> <laughs> I am at Kelsey underscore Charles. Again, you guys, like, subscribe, rate, review, 
the blog and the boys podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts, it really does help us out, whether that's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. We hope you have a wonderful, safe, socially distant weekend, but never forget Dallas forever, Philly for never. Bye guys. <laughs>